Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June, and I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, hello. Welcome to our little little square of the world. Oh yeah, we're recording in somewhere a little bit different today, um, but it's none of your business. <laughs> nah, nah, we'll, nah, we'll, we'll fill you in, fill you in soon. No, but seriously, <laughs> but it could it could sound different to the interview that we're just about to introduce. Well, typically it? we're in the podcast studio slash your house. Yeah, we're external today. We're, not, we're on the street. We're not in. No, we're not in the street. We're not in your house. No, it's less. I will say it's less cosy. Yeah, it yeah, look, I feel less of an ability to kick my shoes off. I'm into it. I feel more boss like. Is that why you're wearing like a white blazer? Yes. Yeah, it's got a power suit on today, yes. guys. So no fucking about. Dress code, dress code, yeah. We are going to introduce uh, Hannah and Eliza Riley, who you may know from ABC's Growing Up Graciously, um, where we where we essentially found well, how did we find these girls? I think my husband actually was like, You need to see these chicks on the ABC. They're they're doing some incredible stuff. And I watched an episode and went, fuck, we're in a good time. Yeah, the chicks have done radio. They've um, done, uh, for years and years, they're very big advocates for community radio. Mm-hmm, That's how mm-hmm. they kind of got their start. A, a really interesting way in which they were brought up. They are not twins, yet they were kind of brought up in that way. Yeah, well, they their mum just put them in the same year, so it was easier for her. Anyway, you'll hear about it in the interview. They do lots of different stuff. They write together. They've just uh, come off the back of doing a, a live show together. Mm-hmm. Lots of different stuff with the ABC and things in the works too for future projects. Yeah, they're off seeing Reese Witherspoon's company. You know, they're, they're killing it. And they have done an incredible online series called Sheila's, which we will put in show notes and talk more about in, in the chat that we have with the girls. Yep, you can find them at Eliza.Riley uh, on Insta or Hannah. Hannah May Riley. The May's thrown me. I was about to do an edit note for our producer. No, no, no. We're keeping it. Keep that in time. Okay. Enjoy the chat, everyone. Bye for now. Hannah and Eliza Riley, welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us. So excited. What's Thank going on? You. How are you? Oh, beyond, beyond excited to be here, actually. Yeah. So good. I'm on the tail end of a cold at the moment, so sorry if I sound a little well, bit like good. friend Russia. Mm. Because that means that's Hannah. Yes. yes. And then, yeah, <laughs> oh, good. The other less nasal voice. Yeah. The healthy, Eliza. the mm-hmm. vibrant. I mean, it's going to be good for, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good for people listening, but also good for, like, we're shocking with names. What oh, you, okay. What are you girls like? So is Christy. our mum. Yeah. Stacy, yeah, we're good. Yeah, good. I, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't project our rough stuff onto them. Yeah, I love that you were so conscious that we wouldn't know your names at your own podcast that you did that. <laughs> I, we're here. We're in Thinker Girls HQ. Okay, we're great. Very I mean, happy to be here. There's a fluoro light here, so we're good. <laughs> Stacey, Rebecca, thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Jeez. Rebecca with a K, thank you. <laughs> it's interesting because working together is something that I suppose you think that there might be a possibility when you're younger. 
Like I thought my cousin and I, we were 18, we'd move out. You know, there were these plans. None of it happened, you know. Like we really need a good couple of weeks even in between contact. We have good amounts of block times and then we need some space. But did you have a plan? Like was it a younger thing or did it kind of happen as you actually realised, hey, we can also be mates as adults? Honestly, it was like no one else was willing to work with us and so we had to just sort of turn to our own family. Um, no, there was, there, was no, there was no arrangement or plan or anything between us. We kind of started off on different paths. Like Eliza studied as a, um, an actor. She's a thespian Love. at acting school. I studied um, like media and production and so we kind of had this different set of skills and then I don't know we we did radio together for years and I think that's kind of how we started um working together making comedy it's really because everyone else wanted us to work together really it was more people going hey I think you two would be a good match to make something or yeah and then it just sort of we haven't been out of work ever since really so no, that's joined, bloody, when, that's yeah, yeah so yeah. when you joined forces it seemed to things started to kind of yeah and I think that people you know, just like the Veronicas before us, you know, there's a big Australian market for sisters. I don't know. It was kind of like our We're a freak show, basically. There's an Australian market. Yeah, for but sisters. we yeah, but we hold hands like a hundred percent less than the Christy Veronicas. Yeah, she's like, yeah. how can I get my oh, sister mate, to do backup? There's yeah, no exactly. fucking way I could work with my sister. Yeah. I love her, but I'm like, no. <laughs> but, but I want But but on that, it's so interesting because people often will say that. How do you like with Stacey and I? And I think things are different now than they were over the last two years. When we were doing radio, it was literally like sixteen-hour days together, mm-hmm. and still at the end of a day to be mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, I forgot to tell you." Like, yeah, I've never had that relationship with anybody, and I can't picture ever having that relationship with somebody. In that, there's this real ability to kind of um, have that work relationship but also that friendship but also that sisterhood and you can kind of compartmentalize each how do you go with that are you just like can we just like have a drink on a Saturday and tap out of work chat or it's you don't really have to think about it that well, much. it's exact. We share the same friendship group mm-hmm. as well. Like we have like the very close. We've always had close because we went to the same high school and we're in the same year at high school. So how? We have, how? Well, well, our mum was super smart and she was like, "I'm not doing two HSCs. I am not doing two Saturday soccer games." So she just put me the year above and was just like, "You're twins." But, but how many? How many? Thirteen. How many months are your part? Thirteen. I love. Oh shit! Your mum is smart. Yeah, yeah mum is smart. so your smart. Is also Ma- great. Yeah. So talk to us about when you first went to school. Was yeah. there was there an understanding that you were ready to go to school and mum was like, nah, babes, we'll just <laughs> no. we'll hold you back. We'll hold you back to our long time. No, oh. I loved like I lo- I didn't really want to go to school like by myself. It was so big and scary. And I loved my mum so much and family home. I was so like separation anxiety. So you very much grew up as twins. Yeah, yeah, mum. Yeah, mum just shoved us together. My husband's a twin. In and he changed. He went to a different school in high school and changed back to oh. the less smart school oh. <laughs> because he wanted to be with his brother. So it is interesting when you say that. You're like, no, nah, the party's actually here. I'm oh. happy to sit back and wait. It's so true, yeah. and I think that. Well, just it was just sort of decide. I'm actually the older one by 13 months, but I got no privileges. I got no separate bedtimes, yeah. no separate anything. There was sort of like I just n- cruised on in. There was line. there was no oh, really. You, you got the good deal. I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. totally. Hannah just you can got see it in your an eye. extra year. <laughs> Hannah just got like she's like daylight savings, but for life. Yeah. So basically, yeah. she's living her life a year younger, but with a year more experience. Oh, that's totally. so totally. Yeah. yeah. Really 
yes. guys. <laughs> and so it was interesting because you both studied different things. So you, it's a quite a natural occurrence for those skill sets to stand up. But it also seems that you're in a very natural role place from an early age, right? That you kind of play this, you kind of play that. Are there parts to yourself that you push down because the other does and, and that gets a little bit, not push down as in, in a bad way, but more just get maybe a bit lazy or a floppy arm over here because you're not flexing those muscles? Yeah, I think I think like with any relationship, you can fall into patterns where one person's doing more of one thing and another person's doing more of another thing. Would you say that's right? I would actually respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that if, if anything, it's asked us to step up to the other person's skill set. Mm. So say Hannah, Hannah is a study directing and production writing. Mm. And so when we started making television and content together, I really had to step up and learn how to navigate that workflow of directing a crew of 20 and and how to work with a cinematographer. So I felt like I had to step up and vice versa. Rather than lean just completely. No, no, no. Yeah, we do everything kind of equally. And in the same place, Hannah really had to step up and learn how to work with actors and how to get the best Mm. performance out and how to uh, kind of work on camera as well. Yeah, like we recently did a musical at um, a theatre in Sydney. Tell us about it. Belvoir Street Oh, yeah, it was called Yarramadoon and it was based on uh, this sort of semi-rural town where we grew up and it was kind of like... It was a comedy musical with Eliza and I playing all the parts. It was completely bonkers. <laughs> and um, I'd never done a theatre show before and Eliza's done tons. And I really, I had to learn everything from mm, Eliza of like yeah, how wow. it worked. And every day I would absolutely be shitting myself <laughs> and like before a performance and just wake up from like dawn to dusk. I just wake up going like, fuck, I'm doing a show tonight. <laughs> and I really had to rely on Eliza for ways of like getting through that and also just theatre etiquette and yeah. how yeah. to, to because we were directing it as well, like running a performance room and what everyone's different roles mean and yeah, it was this entirely new process that I had no idea about. But I feel like, uh, in to to agree with you as well, Stacey, we do have uh, a lot of personal. Yeah. These are not like sort of like business skill sets, but personal skills that say that we really rely on one another to do say like Mm. I can do the really good soft touch so if I need to call someone when we're producing and really trying Mm -hmm. that angle it'll be like Eliza you're making that call or if Hannah really needs to put foot foot down and put boundaries up I'm like Hannah can you please make that call I'm an Aries she's a Pisces (laughs) yeah but there's a real understanding of who does what best yeah Yeah, and sitting in that teacher and student by the sounds of it too and not being to because I think some yeah Yeah. I think sometimes especially with siblings that can happen Mm. whereas the older one it's like well regardless of whether you're better at it or not you kind of sit in that well I know what's best I think it's yeah it's an ongoing process of learning from the person that you're working with and what a privilege though you know if you can let the ego go Mm. it's such a privilege that you can learn from people you love as opposed to paying millions of dollars to someone to teach you you yeah yeah I think we have we we do we are very competitive and strong and we do have a lot of like passion and ego when it comes to our work but not really between us mm-hmm. because you, when you're say doing filmed content you're working with a lot of people from different departments that are helping you make your vision yes and so it really sort of how dare you bring an ego into a room when actually everyone's there for you mm-hmm. and so you really need to 
have a strong vision between the two of you yeah. um, so that you can both go away and feel like that the other one has executed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so we yeah. have a lot of like, yeah, it just won't work. It doesn't work if the sort of the captains are, are feeling like yeah, they're yeah, weak yeah. between each so, other. So speak, speak to that a little bit when you say your vision. Obviously, you guys have, yeah. have done so many different bits and pieces separately and together. And as you say, you've never been out of work since you've been working together. So it's, yeah. you know, yeah. it's working. But, <laughs> I, but I, I wonder, do you guys sit down or have you in the past and gone what are our brand values who are we what do we do what do we achieve because i think um i think there's an element of that being important right and then there's an also an element of it going with the flow but do you have those kind of conversations or ideas in the back of your mind when you're saying yes or no to projects and so what are they with everything that we make no matter how silly or broad um the work is comedically it always has to have its heart in the right place Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. um you can see that yeah we never want like we, we are all for like comedy for comedy's sake but just for the stuff that we make it always needs to come from somewhere that's true or mm. that isn't um, exploitative, or um, you know, we do have a when we're when we're going through say a, ch- a challenging experience, we do have a, a company value, Hannah, where we we <laughs> quote one of our favorite movies when we're really really at the edge. We always say to one another, "She's beauty, she's grace, <laughs> she's Miss United States <laughs> from Miss Congeniality." <laughs> And we always, that always sort of calms us down to be like, beauty, grace, Miss United States, you know, like always. It's basically push your feelings down and cry about it later. <laughs> cry about it in the toilet like a normal person. Yes. But yeah, so we do have that. I always say that in my head, like, she's beauty, she's great, she's Miss United States. And the, just think, I think we think about things in terms of when we're going through a challenge of just thinking of it in terms of like a, a year or a, like a hundred years to be like, will I really care about this mm. in a year or a hundred years? It's Probably true. I need to have a, a path that is supposed to be n- nice and supportive and courteous and everyone's trying to do the right thing. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Let's go back to when everyone was saying you should work together, you should work together, you, work, you should work together. What was the first kind of step? Radio. We worked in community radio uh, on a station called FBI. So we started working there when we were in high school. 
Yeah, wow. yeah. We did a show together called Girls Gone Mild. With an M. With an M. With an mild, M. Mild. I uh, regret the name, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> and that was really fun. It was... It, it was either that or two girls, one mic. Um, and community radio was so much fun because they basically let you do whatever the fuck you want. And we really did. Um, and that was amazing. And we did that for a few years. And then... Um, we were heard by uh, an executive from uh, ABC and they're like, you want to make TV? And we're like, yes, please. And so we pitched a bunch of ideas, one of which was growing up gracefully. And that sort of was in development limbo at the ABC for a few years. Then we kind oh of... Oh my God. So talk to us. How many years? Um, Five years, I think. Five years. Yeah. It's important for people to know that. Yeah. And we like to hear it because... Yeah. 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 It doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Yeah. So what is the process there for people? Because I think, you know what... I would pay to know. One thing that... <laughs> but I mean for you. So you hear uh, once a year, how do okay. you go in and do... Develop, like, how does it work? It, At one point you go, okay, we're going to pay you to develop a pilot. Like... How did it work for you? Well, we can only speak to our experience, but the big sort of headliner is it really depends who's working there at that time mm. and how it... it and this it, isn't just for the ABC. This is often mm. a process with getting any kind of television project. Oh, sure. We're more yeah. talking about the process of, like, it depends on the producer that you're working with mm. as well, like what their process is. Yeah, mm. and development limbo, you can get stuck in development limbo, which... If you sort of haven't heard of that term, it's where like you have an idea that it's, there's yeses all around yeah. you. Everyone's mm. saying, yes, 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 the idea, we, we're going to make it. But then you could be in it for a year up to 10 years, like 15 years. Some people don't ever mm. get out of it. It's a, it's a very sort of making television or making sort of big content that requires funding or requires a lot of energy behind it is something that is very... It has to do with the climate, and yeah. I am so. I think you are too, Hannah. Maybe like so glad that it it actually had those five years mm, of limbo because yeah, really. we were not ready to make mm. that show when we pitched it no. when we were like nineteen and twenty. Mm. And I'm so glad that we actually had that time to grow. And well, as an outsider, mm. right? Yeah. Like looking at when mm. we saw the show, yeah. and we saw. I remember seeing it and watching it on the TV with my partner who works at the ABC, and was saying, "You need to." this show and I watched it and was like oh my god (laughs) yes Mm. but it was so ready you can tell it was so ready and that there was a real I get goosebumps thinking about it um because I can relate to the process but also just I like hearing stories about when it things come to fruition when they're supposed to to give the punch it needs and the timing of the political climate and where we were in this country was also very 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 prevalent at at the time your content started coming through so five years I just wonder whether it would have packed the punch that it that it needed yeah totally and yeah because the content was there but the the audience was everyone ready I don't don't know I think so as well and it was also a great lesson for us in terms of creating things to just sort of hand something over and then move on. Mm. Like you've just got to move, like if it's yeah. if it's out of your hands, you've just got to start thinking about what you want to do next and creating something else. Yeah. If So if you're in development limit, if you're like, wow, I sold a show to a major network in Australia, just forget about it, move on and like make other work. Because we made and came up with Sheila's, it, um, the project that just was released this month we made it and thought about it in the time that our other project was yeah, in limbo. Yeah, so, so it all worked out. Yeah. When we when we got the email pretty much out of the blue saying <laughs> it had been greenlit, 
Eliza and I kind of just like went grey and we're like, oh my god. What was the idea again? Yeah, yeah we, we, it, it honestly took us about three months to get the courage to read what we'd submitted because we were like, what TV but show? But babes, we what was the now? experience right before then? Like, so you hadn't heard from the ABC for how mm. long since getting that email to be like, yo, girls, you're approved? Well, it was kind of like bits here and there of like, oh, things might be happening, things might be happening, but that had been going on for so many years that we're like, whatever, yeah. like, okay. Oh, honestly, you just sort of, you, it's out of your hands and you just uh, do other work you just get to work you can't wait by the phone and we were we were already shooting another project when we got uh we we, sh- we shot the pilot of Sheila's and then had to leave Sheila's for a year but honestly in that five years after we pitched it we were getting the life experience that we needed mm-hmm. to be in the show mm-hmm. yeah we were you know falling I mean? in and out like, of love we were doing brave stuff we were actually, fucking up in various ways yeah so it's not kind of it, it when you say it in the terms of like oh it's just sitting on the shelf it it's it's sort of like a plant like when it needs water and you go over give it a bit of water and then you walk away and then mm-hmm. you come back to it and nurture it a bit more and then you walk away it's sort of it. It's not really that sort of. You're not sitting there waiting for but it's it to very, happen. It's very entrepreneurial to have that approach from the beginning. Mm. I think a lot of people mm. learn that approach once they experience the potential timelines that are very different to the way people predict the picture to be. So you mm. walk into whether it's a an IT app or a television show or something, and you've got an idea you think this is it I'm going to sell it (laughs) and then I'm going to make money from it and then it's going to be my job because I've put all this work into them I deserve that result it's not the reality for many most and it also is interesting that you were very graceful in learning that process quickly because I think a lot of people fight that process for a while so when you say mm. that you weren't and fell in love and you so you worked together but then also did other work separately and had different relationships and you were still in drama school oh yeah I was was actually still in mm. we were both still at university when we pitched it Mm. and both still doing radio yeah and then when we finished uni I started working um you did the hookup yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, that was was that before that was Sunday night that was during while we were shooting Growing Up Grace yeah yeah so I yeah I went and worked at the ABC as like a writer and director on like the checkout and a bunch of the chaser shows I was doing a bunch of acting and yeah and then started the hookup Mm -hmm. which was kind of during Growing Up Gracefully as well and And that was intense doing that and then we wrote Sheila's and it's just sort of and yeah, you kept I would, busy. Yes, kept busy. yeah. Just yeah. I would really invite for anyone in the same position. Just keep busy, and it will just happen to you. And you won't really have a choice, but sort of. So if it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands, and just let it come back to you when yeah, it. Yeah, and I think you can apply. Really you lesson. can apply that not just to this industry, but any. That's what I mean. You know, I yes, exactly, exactly. And not, and not just work stuff, but but anything. Yeah. I've especially you know relationships yeah. or friend, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There is an element that is completely out of your control. Yeah, if you just keep working really hard at things that you love, something amazing is going to happen. That's sort of like a bit I don't really believe in fate or anything but it's kind of it just happens that way it's gonna happen at the right time do you love about your lives that there is an element of flow and versatility that you do different projects with different people so there's an element of it never getting stale because I feel like people like you guys similar to us that are um, constantly you know coming up with ideas and creative curious souls have this constant incessant need to be doing and creating and it's cool to wear different hats totally. and put on different dress ups it's absolutely I think the, the biggest privilege of our work because it goes in spikes and say yeah. when you are having a gig that has to account for maybe your next six months yes. that you're not working or so and so 
I think the real privilege is the people that you are, that you're able to work with. Mm. We, we're really lucky in the past that we've actually been able to choose who we work mm. with and surround ourselves with people who are amazing. And that's the kind of, it's a weird sort of, a sort of gypsy-esque crowd of people who work in media or people mm. who are storytellers essentially, because you just all sort of are just all wanting to put your heart on the line and work really hard, but then you'll all be at the pub at the daytime on a Wednesday for mm. no reason because yeah. you don't or you all don't have jobs. Yeah, nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, nowhere. nowhere to go. And you don't know where your next gig is coming mm. from. Yeah. Like that is sort of such a strange and amazing way to live that you do the job you put your heart on the line and then it ends and you're in free fall i get this real sense that you're kind of um uh like okay in and comfortable in in sitting in the okay let's do this and then and then we'll see what happens you know in yep. that real like mm. acceptance of what the industry is and knowing that you know your next creative idea you might not have had yet yep. but are there things that you like to have a vision board like are there things that you go we want to kick this in the dick like or if we did this <laughs> this would be life-giving or this is the plant this is yeah the, can you tell us what, what you're doing overseas or not yeah know. yeah we can well so Basically for us and uh, it really, we have ideas that are Bigger sort of all the time. We, yeah, we have about three or four projects on the go sort of at any one time and they're at different stages and that allows us to have a bit of security of, you know, if one balloon comes down, you can knock the other one up. Mm. Um, and that can take over years. But basically it really depends on... The market and what um, people who can help us make our work can do. So it's really about keeping your eyes and ears open to really listen to other people and listen to what you can give them and what mm-hmm. how you can solve their problems with content. So say Growing Up Gracefully was perfect because the station at the time were really passionate about intergenerational content, like grandmas can watch it with their granddaughters. And they were also really passionate about getting sort of diversity and women's voices on screen. So that's a partnership that we have to strategize to be like, well, I think that this idea is perfect for you Mm. now. And Mm. Sheila's was Screen Australia, is fully funded by Screen Australia, and they were really passionate about web series so we were like well we're going to design an idea for a web series and that are passionate about female-led and female-driven stories so Sheila's was made so it is it is a tandem and production companies will come to us and say hey we've got this idea but I think we need you to help us in some way so it's a it's a tandem Mm. Is that answering a question in terms of... Yeah, because of... I think in the end mm-hmm. it might be that you put an idea out and it goes, but it's not going. There, You just happen to proactively be creating you to have kind to, of look after yourself. You have to think about what stories need to be told at what time and what time you think. So there's ideas that we have on our mood board or <coughs> on, our, on our slate that we know maybe we'll make in 10 years or 15 mm. years or are definitely sort of But when thinking... you get that skill set, right? So, we, mm. you know, we heard before, Hannah, you were saying that I don't believe in fate or those types mm. of things, but there's got to be an, a, a flex of your intuition that you use quite heavily. It's just, a, I think it's a team sport and it's, it's really about help, helping people that will inevitably help you do your job. But how do you find that... that decision making with the timing so say you've got an idea there and you're like that's for then 
what kind of skill set within yourself are you using to be able to identify what's a good time and what's not a great time? Well, yeah, well, I guess um, these are really good questions, ladies. Very good. I think the the way that I'm often drawn towards projects is through, I guess, instinct matched with what's happening in your context at the time mm. because. You've always got, like, as I'm sure you guys know as a creative person, you've always got ideas bubbling around in the back of your head, but they will often be sparked by a moment in your life or a moment in, you know, our current climate where you think, oh, this is perfect for now. Yeah. And so it's... Well, why haven't I seen this before? Yeah, that's that's, that's often where our stuff has come from. from. Yeah. Why yeah, haven't we seen this? This yeah. is that's so a driver for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really? It's yeah, like seeing it's a, a gap driver. in the market. Well, I, well, I, I go looking for something and I can't find it. Yeah. yeah. I go, right. Mm. That's I a gap in the market channel. for sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, we yeah. call it sort of this sort of like low-hanging fruit analogy that you're like, yeah. why hasn't it? It's right there. It's going to go rotten and fall on the ground. Like, am I going to do it? And you're looking around always, especially as women, you're looking around for someone else. Why hasn't done someone done this it must be the wrong thing or Mm -hmm. just be able to pluck it and go yep that's mine well you're kind of taught that yeah i think anyway that there's like i don't know that that idea where it's like if it hasn't been done there's a there's a reason why because there's only a very set amount of limited jobs especially as a chick in the industry right yeah yeah, there's a there's a quote on the back of the door that you'll see as we close it behind your asses. <laughs> you um, it. But it's I th- it's some again. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's something about I, I did, you know someone's going to do it if you're not like someone's going to pick the fruit. Yeah, it doesn't apply just to this industry too. You know you're going to find a gap or something in what you're doing that you needed or you want and you know how to do it. Fucking go for it. And don't you reckon there's such power in... I've been thinking about this a lot lately. There's such power in being in the flow of action. Like it's What one, do you mean? You're not even sure whether the idea's fully cooked yet, but you kind of just <laughs> figure it out as you yeah. go along, which is like life. But when, you know, like you said, that project, when you began five years ago, it was X and it ended up being, you mm. know, this at the end. And if you weren't in the flow five years ago of starting it, even when you weren't ready you know, it would never have gotten to the end point. So I think there's one thing to sit down and think strategically about what do I need to do? What do I want to do? And it's a and complete other and more powerful thing just to start doing it, even if it's wrong or you're not sure. It or, takes on another form. Or on that doing something else to keep energy moving. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? but there's so a you flow. Like, yeah. And then one person sees you do this and then you connect with this person. And, then you know, like there's something in the action of actually doing doing it do you guys get asked for advice much from people about Not getting really. into the industry <laughs> oh well yeah we do but do people wouldn't respond? ask me yeah i'd be like no uh yeah we get asked people are really we have a really amazing group of people that sort of chat to us all the time on our facebook page or our instagram that are always sort of connecting with us but yeah they they do because it just seems like such a myth Mm. It is. It is such a... And Gretel Colleen talks about that a lot too. It really the same is. same idea as mm. a lot of people don't talk about the processes mm. with this no. stuff. No, and I think that, bless bless us, I think that Australia has, in especially in its entertainment or its media industry, a lot of, or as a culture, really scarcity thinking mm. as opposed to abundancy thinking. Mm. There's a lot of that's my plate and I'm not mm. going to let you mm. get to it because mm. you'll eat my food because and then the I won't. The so small. But it really is, it's not like, and I think that that is a really a hard thing to penetrate. I really try and try and use my 
sort of tools or my learning in, in abundance. It just sort of, if anyone sort of, I would just, oh, it's really hard. If you are someone like me or Hannah, where you're sort of, you want to create ideas and you want to storytell as opposed to maybe sort of like a really specific skill set, mm-hmm. I would just, I would just create work and not judge how you get that out. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of, we were at FBI for like seven, six or seven, a community radio station mm-hmm. for six or seven years doing like all, all nighters and doing community theater and just as long as you're making mm. uh people will it, it's not anyone's job to come to you uh and they will f- they will just find you if you were creating it's just about really really not judging your work just working just putting your head down and yeah people really don't care about you as much as you think people mm. care yeah, about you so just put your head advice. down and work yeah. kind yeah. of thing i think the thing that's helped eliza and i as well is finding people who we want to learn from and just finding a way to be around them when they work you know we 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 spent a lot of time during our university years working for free interning writing for free mm. and there's an important place to know like there's an important time when to know when to stop doing that but at first I think if just if you can find any way to to form connections with the people who you would like to be in the industry with Mm. and learn from that's such that's such a valuable thing what would you both say about someone wanting to advice about how to maybe get in or if people approach you with advice I think I'm the same with nurse in that Oh, well, I have given this advice where it's do it. Just mm. get like you need to do it because I'm an energy, I'm a believer in energy too. So I think if things are moving, then things will move. Mm. If things are stagnant, things will won't move. Mm. It's really, it's actually simple mm. energy, like simple chemistry, whatever science. Yeah. <laughs> where I think if, you know, there's, there's energy around movement, regardless if it's creative or you want to shift something then it's more likely that something's going to happen if there's a doing involved as opposed to a sitting and contemplating i think that and also like goes hand in hand with that you don't have to know what the end game is Mm. you know like often we're and i think that's kind of projected in this society anyway where it's like you know we're all kind of reading books on you know being which i think is so great but like being the boss and creating your reality and sometimes i get a bit like afraid or a bit like oh, I don't know what the end part mm-hmm. is I don't know what the picture is and I think yeah. for a long time I I felt a little bit insecure in that because I'm like well I know what I'm doing now but you know my mate's got a five-year plan and I don't know where I'm gonna be in five years and that freaked me the fuck I'm out. I'm totally the same I've yeah. never had like a five-year plan or even like a one-year plan to go with the flow of the action thing you don't necessarily always need to know where it will end just the action of doing it I think can lead to things you that are bigger than you ever could have thought possible I think it also comes down to your definition of success you know what I mean is your definition of success being the next Richard Branson or is your definition of success just being able to pay your rent by doing something that you love and I think and that changes, you yeah, know, yeah. thinking about me, even thinking about having kids changes that again. Yes, you yes. Know, like yeah. I think about, well, what do I want to achieve to be able to have that very inclusive in my life, not kind of all work or, you know, how totally. do I then build and create around having all of those things in abundance in one picture as opposed to work over here, family over here food and health over here you know like these sections well, just one more if someone 
if somebody say like we did today said oh people can't get in touch and contact us and start a conversation actually probably call them on that and like if they're saying you know like we'll, we'll all be like get in touch or let's have a chat or if you're keen you know and some people do that some people aren't into it but actually take the strength to say like hi I'm mm. like I'm you know I'm just graduating uni or I'm a mom and I've always wanted to do this and now I don't have any idea about how to or something like that you know actually you know I would have loved to have had people just sort of on Instagram or just like on their Facebook page that you can actually talk to them mm. and you can actually get in touch and contact them yeah rather them. than stalking mm. their email address mm. exactly guess what the end after the mm. at is write them a like, letter yeah, in the yeah, post yeah. like or whatever it's mm. actually you have that resource and you you're kind of a dumb dumb for not at least utilizing it and saying hi and if they don't answer back that's on because them, how, because not whatever. very many people do no it's so no like, it there's is an so, ability to yes, connect yes and i'm not saying you like every person that might be able to help you is going to read your dm and respond yeah yeah with something helpful but i do I think because there's such an ability to, it means that everybody thinks that everybody else is doing it so no one does it. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Well, there's that great um, anecdote of like Troy Sivan writing an email to Tom Ballard and when he was like a tiny little teenager and then you can, Troy Sivan kept going up to Tom Ballard over the years being like, you never replied to my email, you do it. And then they finally got a discourse and... Now Tom Ballard, I think, wishes he hung under those coattails a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's sort of like... Choice man, you didn't answer my email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it absolutely is. Yeah. But also there is something about declaring like, hi, my name's Eliza and I want to do this and you do that and I don't know how. Like yeah. there's something even about just declaring yeah. that privately yeah. is something that makes you go like, oh... Maybe I do. Yeah. I do want that. And there's a thrill. There. Yeah. There's a real thrill that you get from it. I think yeah. often people There's a real feel f- that thrill, thrill from a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You freak. Like but I think a lot of people think that freak and there is a bit of fear, of course there is. You're putting yourself out there, but but don't let that fear or that freak make you think it's the wrong thing. Yeah. I think when people get yeah. that nerve, it's often definitely I've learnt along along many years is that that freak is actually what we should be aiming for a bit you know a little bit of our out of our comfort zone yeah but don't be a freak like when you message them just like make sure you're not being a freak i would avoid voice memos because that's the fear that's the fear getting that like getting those emails and being like i let's help this person Are they get, who are they? Yeah, if you've gone into a Google hole with them, you don't need to tell them that you know their cat's no, name. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that, that note, the most sound piece of advice from all of the fucked up Oprah quotes, don't be, be afraid. afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I believe that's a direct quote from Oprah. Uh, HannahAndElizaRiley.com is your website. Uh, we can check out everything you're doing, all of your different projects coming through, all of the ones that are in your brain on pieces of paper wherever else they are, sitting parked. Um, and we can follow you guys on Insta, Eliza.Riley and Hannah Riley on Insta. Slide in there, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, get in there. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. it's been such a pleasure. Thank Thanks you. Thanks Thinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of the podcast shows, all of the different articles featuring our guests and posse members and all the content that Christy and I bring on a weekly basis. It is the place where everything is kept. Thethinkergirls.com.au
This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 